Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Hey, it's just a joy this morning to share a message with you. Uh, because today is a significant day in the life of our church. It's a milestone moment. We are, as of today, one church in two locations, in two states across this nation as we send these guys down. It's, things happen spiritually and then naturally. And so as a milestone moment, I want to speak into that this morning, milestone moments. And, you know, in 2001, Danielle and I were sitting down for dinner in Alexandra Headland at Pisces Seafood Restaurant with Pastor Chris Pringle. It was the very first time that she'd visited our church, and uh, Chris Pringle and her husband Phil are the founders of the C3 movement of churches. In 1980, they moved from New Zealand to Sydney to start the very first Christian City Church as it was known, and ever since then, they've either sent people to, to plant or churches like ours have joined in uh, to this point now, 40 years later, almost, and we're, we are 560 churches around the world. And so when Pastor Chris came to visit us uh, and encourage us, as we sat down for dinner, we were talking about our experience of how in the last 12 months or so, we'd become the leaders of this church. Uh, the church was eight years old when we became the leaders. We were the third choice to become the assistant pastors in this church. We felt like we were the accidental senior pastors that we'd stumbled into the role. And, uh, and so we we're just chatting a little bit about that. And we were sharing our hearts sort of thought that, that although we weren't yet real pastors, this is what we thought, we would look after this church for a few years and then we would move to Melbourne to plant a church and become real pastors because we didn't think you were real pastors till you'd planted a church. And so as we're sharing this story with Pastor Chris, she began to tell her of her, their experience with her and Pastor Phil when they first moved to Sydney, how they made a 20-year commitment to, that, to Sydney as a location. And then in that year earlier in 2000, they'd made another 20-year commitment so that that would be there until 2020 uh, as a church in Sydney. And, they'd made, and, uh, and she was telling us about the benefits of a decision like that. Because when you make, it, when you make a long-term decision, uh, long-term success and fruit comes out of being planted long-term. Uh, and so when, when attractive ideas or little escape plans come along, because things aren't going like you thought they should, when they come along, it's very tempting to just pull up, uproot and leave. And they said this decision had helped us stay even where we wanted to go. And so she began to speak to us and say, I don't think you should go to Melbourne. I think you personally should make a long-term commitment to the Sunshine Coast and to this church. It needs stability and it needs long-term commitment. And so we took that as a word from God. We took that as an apostolic moment of a leader speaking into our lives. And we went and we began to pray about it. And we felt like God say to us that we should make a lifetime commitment to the Sunshine Coast and to this church which we did. And some of you are like, well, that's not a very hard decision to make. <laughs> of course you would, but we did. Uh, we thought about buying a burial plot, but we didn't get to that point. But we're just like, we're here for life, God, unless something, unless you email us directly from uh, God.com, then uh, we're, we're, we're pretty much locked in. And the, the fruit of that decision in that particular moment stabilized something in the church and did something for our lives that's helped us uh, make decisions now where we will be planning a church in Melbourne, but it won't be us going. It'll be our spiritual son and daughter going down, and we see that happening again and again in different locations. So the, the, the thing I want to talk about this morning is I want to talk, well, how do you make these major decisions in your life? 
How do you, how do you, when it comes to a major decision, how do you, how do you make that? I'm not talking about, uh, should I, you know, wear the red shirt or the white shirt? I'm, I'm talking about, uh, I'm not talking about, should I have the banana for breakfast or the apple? I'm not, you decide. You work out what's the best for you to do, okay? I'm talking about the major decisions. The decisions like, should I marry that man? Should I sell and relocate to another city? Should I, should I invest all my money in this particular opportunity that's come up? Should I, uh, you know, should I... Um, finish up in this job and start this job? Should I launch out and start this ministry? A major decision that has impact for you and for, for others. How do you make a major decision like that? And, and you know, if any of you are boaty people, if, you, if you've ever had a boat license or jet ski license, and you learn that when, you, when you're riding in a boat that there are particular rules. And one of, the way that it works particularly is someone's gone before you and put buoys or buoys uh, as they call them in some places, but I call them boys or markers out in the channel or out in the, wherever you might be coming in and out of port. And the whole point of that is if you stay on one side of the marker, the water's deep enough and it's going to be okay. But maybe the other side, there are rocks or there's something that's going to cause a shipwreck or going to sabotage you. And you learn, uh, you know, you learn that if the red marker is on the left side as you go into port, that's right. You go, I, I learn it like this, port to port to port. So port is the color red. If I'm going into port, port is the left side. If I'm going into port, I've got to have the red marker on the left-hand side. If I'm on the other side, I'm in trouble. And markers are really help, helpful. They, they, they help us avoid shipwrecks or major problems. And when it comes to making major decisions, God sets markers for you and I to help us make the major decisions in our life. God puts, God puts little things in place because how many know when you make a major decision without the wisdom of God, God can foresee in advance what is going to do damage to you. And I've seen people make ideas, uh, come up with ideas or suggestions or, or make major life decisions uh, based on a good idea that's ended them up in a lot of problem and a lot of, a lot of pain because they just thought, well, that seems like a great idea. I'm just going to do it. Then I've, I've watched families fall to pieces. I've watched finances fall to pieces because people stepped out without the, the markers that God has. So this morning, I want to talk to us about the markers for milestone decisions, the markers for major decisions in our lives. Okay, I want to talk about this. Psalm 37, 23 says, The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Uh, in James, it says, don't go saying, I'm going to move to such and such a city and make a whole lot of money because you don't know what's going to come into your life. Say, if it's the Lord's will, then I'll do it. I'm here to encourage you today when it's time to make a major decision in your life. The starting point is to go, God, if it's your will, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to get ahead of you. I'm not going to get outside of your will. I'm going to follow those markers that you appoint for my life. And this morning, I want to talk about four major markers that you can line up. I always, whenever we make a major decision in our life, we always make sure that these four things line up. If they don't, I'm in neutral. If they don't, I'm not going forward. And the more major it is, the more important it is that they line up. And so I'm here to help someone who's making a major decision right now 
Or you can bank these away for the future when you make a major, major decision. All right. And they, they work like this. They, they spell out SOAP, S-O-A-P, all right? So you can kind of remember them alongside of these things. And I want to use the Melbourne decision that we've made of launching a location in Melbourne as a little bit of a case study for us because it is a milestone moment of how we've come to this decision in Dan and Ebony and how those things have lined up. So the first one is this, God speaks to you. He speaks to you. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I tend to have a whole lot of new ideas all the time. All I'm thinking of new, when I was a teenager, I would come to my dad or when I was 13 years old, I've, I want to do this to make money. I'm going to sell that and I'm going to buy this and I'm going to do this. And my dad worked out pretty quickly how to shut those ideas, how to, and he'd just go, oh, that's great. Didn't shut it down. That's great. Why don't you pray about it? I'm like, oh, that's not fair. That just that slowed everything right down there. But he knew that there's a difference between a good idea and a God idea. And a good idea might work or might not work, but a God idea gets you on the right path. Now, can I just tell you, because you follow the markers of God does not guarantee that you're going to end up in success. You might end up like Paul in a prison. But that doesn't mean you're outside the will of God. It might just be that God's got you in a particular place for a different season and he's setting you up for a great redemption move in your life and he's gonna use those circumstances for good in your world. You might've followed the markers. So following the markers doesn't guarantee success. It just means you stay in the will of God. All right, helping someone here today. So God speaks to you. How does he speak to you? He speaks to you through scripture. You read your Bible, the Holy Spirit illuminates something. A rhema word comes. We call it a quickened word from God. It's like, it's like God wrote that word and spoke it into your heart as you're reading it. Uh, it might be a prophecy from someone who, who, who has heard God, and particularly when they've got no idea what you're thinking about. They've heard God, and they, say, and they say something to you, and it lines up as one of the markers. It might be a moment where God speaks to you directly, and in your heart, you just have a knowing, or you see a vision, or or a picture, or you hear, you hear God speak to your heart, and that speaking puts a confidence in your heart that this is the right thing, or makes you scared because this is going to be a stepping out thing for you, but you know God's speaking to you. It might be a dream, but all of those things is where God comes and He speaks to you about that. Now, some, sometimes that's God speaks to you to get you going in a direction you weren't thinking about. Other times you're praying and saying, God, will you give me wisdom? And he speaks to your heart in one of those ways. And so for us as a church, the, the key scripture that's helped us confirm this Melbourne location plant, and you've got to understand the word Melbourne's not in the Bible. So you're not going to get a quickened word saying plant a church in Melbourne, all right? But you're going to get some things that will line up with those things, okay? And so the, the, for me, the core scripture is for our new era. It's in Genesis chapter 35, and if you're a prayer, and I know many of you pray for our church and what God's doing, this is the scripture for our new era that I refer to and pray a whole lot about. You might want to put it on your fridge. You might want to put it in your prayer journal. It's Genesis 35, 11 and 12. It's after God said to Jacob, I'm changing your name to Israel, and as a result of that scripture, we changed our name to C3 Powerhouse. And then it goes on and says, then God said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. He's the miracle-working God. This era is 
is an era of miracles for our church. He said, be fruitful and multiply, winning people to a relationship with God and multiplying that through leadership is what we're called to do. You will become a great nation. That's a great church. God's plan for this location is to become a significant, influential church. Even many nations, and to me, that's the confidence where we're not just one church, one location. Uh, Pastor Phil prophesied over our church about having 10 locations. So we'll be a great nation, even many nations, and one of those nations will be in C3 Powerhouse, Melbourne East. Kings will be among your descendants. When I heard that, the Lord spoke to me about the influences and entrepreneurs that He wants to raise up in the midst of our house, that our church would be a place where significant people would be, who would influence every sphere of society. We would influence business, we would influence education, we would influence government and governance, we would influence uh, the media, we would influence sport and arts, and, and all of these areas would be influenced. Family out of the house of God because influences and entrepreneurs would be raised up wherever our church is. I'm expecting C3 Melbourne East to have some Carlton players in it before we know. I think that's just part of the blessing of God for us and them. Then we might win. That might help us. Okay, so that's, that's the scripture that God's given me and for the future. But then out of that's come a couple of specific moments. Okay, and the first moment was a prophecy from Pastor Phil Pringle. We'd, we'd begun to think we're going to have 10 locations. And then at a national conference two years ago, uh, he prophesied this, and I want to show it to you this morning. So the guys are going to put it up for us right now. Amen. John and Danielle Pierce, I see a brand new river bursting out of the ground right next to a tree, a tree of life. And it's, it's bursting out of the ground. It's a brand new river in your world and it's flowing south by the power of the Holy Spirit it's a forceful river it's a powerful river because you've been faithful with one thing I'm going to give you two things says the Lord and then I'll give you three things and you'll be able to discharge your duties to this one and then that one and you'll have a team and an army and a tribe to fill the earth with the glory of God You'll take it from one city to another in the form of a team, in the form of a body of believers committed to the cause in the name of Jesus. This river has a lot of money in it too by the power of God. In so much as you have had moments where money has gone, now money will come. And the blessing that I've given you in Revelation will manifest in circumstances. By my spirit, says the Lord, Fear not, for I am with you, says God. Amen, Lord. Amen. Amen. There we go. So that's that was a prophecy. So we've got a scripture. God begins to speak. Pastor Phil got off the off the platform there and he said, Oh, I think you should be going to Melbourne. So he didn't prophesy, but he said, I think you should be going to Melbourne. We're like, okay, well, that's number five, number six. We'll go there in five or six years' time. That's what was going on in my mind. So then we come to a moment last year in Presence Conference and Jensen Franklin's preaching a message. The title of his message is Be Open. And away he goes. He's launching into the message. And I'm like, great message. Someone here needs to hear that message. In fact, there's a lot of pastors in the room right now who should be listening to God speak to them about being open. 
Then, then about two-thirds of the way through, he begins to tell a, a story of a miracle of, of how he was given a building supernaturally worth $60 million in the Orange County, and his church was in Atlanta, a four-and-a-half-hour flight away, and then how then he was given a, a jet plane to, to be able to go to and fro backwards and forwards, and how God supernaturally has got this location started for his church, Free Chapel, out of Atlanta. And as he's describing it, the presence of God begins to hit me, and by by the end of the meeting, I'm on my I'm on my seat, just bawling my eyes out because God's saying, Melbourne, Melbourne, Melbourne. I want you to go to Melbourne. I want you to plant in Melbourne. So suddenly, uh, out of out of a moment with God, lining up with Scripture, lining up with with prophecy, and then a divine moment, Melbourne gets into our heart, and so we go away. I literally went out of that meeting, got my phone, and we'd always thought we'd be in East Melbourne. Uh, Danielle's family actually are from East Melbourne. I was from East from Gippsland, which is on the east side. We always thought we'd be in East Melbourne and I, I opened up my phone and I began to look at where there was one C3 church and this suburb Ringwood like a rhema word in the Bible just jumped out at me never been there didn't have any idea but I just like I think we're going to Ringwood and of course we ended up and we went and researched it and it's just a, it's a hub in the eastern suburbs a whole lot of reasons why it's the right place strategically to plant but it was just a God moment okay so that's God he speaks to you he speaks to you through through scripture prophecy God moments dreams uh, all sorts of things that's the first one that's the first marker in a major decision uh, the next is oversight. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17 says this, Have confidence in your leaders. Submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no benefit to you. Uh, this principle in the Bible, it's a great principle because there are certain decisions that I just want to make because it feels good. I'm like, and I get my heart attached to that decision uh, for whatever reason it might be. And I'm like, I, I really, I, I feel good about this. And often it, it, I look good in, in the, if the decision goes well, I look better. So it's like, I, and, and maybe my heart's a little bit engaged in this whole, this process and I get all excited or idealistic about a decision. And, and so now I'm at danger of making an emotional decision, but justifying it with logic. That's a dangerous place to be. So God positions us in family. He puts us in a church family. He, he gives us pastors. He gives us leaders. He gives us people who are spiritually down the journey from us. And, and he allows them in a moment to, for you to be able to go, hey, I've been praying and thinking about this decision. And I just want to run it by you because it feels good to me. But there's certain things I don't trust my emotions. I just, I do, I, because that, that'll, if you make decisions by your emotions, they'll take you all over the place. And so I remember when I went and saw the pastor about, uh, I'm thinking about, you know, going out with Danielle and I'm thinking about starting to date, date her. What do you think about that? And, and now here's the thing. I had to be in neutral. Because if you go and try and get a decision rubber stamped by somebody, like, oh, just letting you know I'm going out with Danielle, and he's going to go, Okay, because he's not going to say whatever if he thinks that mightn't be a good idea. It's just so often people are like, I want that decision rubber stamped. So I'm just, so I spoke to Josh and he said it was a good idea. Well, did he really or did you just get it rubber stamped? Oversight, and I'm not talking, it doesn't have to be a pastor, it's just someone spiritually mature who can hear God, who's got your best interests at heart, who's not going to be caught up in an emotional decision. 
And so oversight, is, it's, it's the safety net for us. And there's been moments where I've wanted to make a certain decision and I've talked to Pastor Phil about it, who's my overseer, my leader, and he's like, oh, I wouldn't do that. And, and I just, to me, that's one of the ways God speaks to me. A little, mm, I wouldn't do that, it's a no for me. That's how I just, and it's, it's kept me safe because there's plenty of times I've tried to make decisions that weren't the right decision. All right. So that's oversight. It's, it's a safety net that God puts not to be, it's not like, what am I having for breakfast? It's not like, you know, oh, sh- should I invest money? Like the biblical principles stand for every major decision, but it's the safety. The more major the decision, the more you want to get someone, run it past someone. Because then what will happen most of the time if someone asks me, well, what do you think about this? I'll ask the situation, but I'll normally say, what do you think? What's God been saying? Here's the four markers. Do they line up? What does your spouse think? I'll get to that in a moment. I just I ask those things, and then I'll just I'll just pray, and I'm listening on the inside. And, and 90% of the time, it's like that sounds good to me. You know, over, over to you, your decision. That sounds good to me. I'm not saying God tells you, it's just, but it's safe. But sometimes what happens is, mm, oh, I don't know why. But that just doesn't sit with me. The Holy Spirit inside of me isn't, it's just a, mm. and it's really annoying if you can't explain the, mm. but you just, there's, that's, that's here. But most of the time it's a, yeah, that sounds awesome. Okay, we're good. That's number two, oversight. Number three is agreements. Amos 3 verse 3 says, can two walk together unless they are agreed? Oh, it's the power of agreements. This means if you're married, Making a major decision involves getting to a place of agreement with your spouse. Okay, I'm not talking about manipulating them to a place of agreement. I'm not talking about, you know, overpowering them with it. I'm, I'm talking about genuinely you're both in neutral. And let's see if this feels good to both of us as we pray and seek God about it. Okay, to get to that place. And so you're not, you're not like, oh, you know, you're not manipulating. It's so easy to try to manipulate to get your own way. You're not. You're, you're not playing the game. Actually, I, I learned recently about the point system in a, in a married relationship. How many of you know how the point system works? This is for the fellas, just to help you out here today. I just, I just heard this. Re- okay, when you do something good, plus one in the love tank, plus one. When you do something bad, minus one, okay? As you build up, you get into the positives, you're feeling love, everything's good. If you're in the negatives, it's not good. What I never knew, but I found out recently, is every night at midnight, the pluses are eliminated. And the new day starts all over again. Every day, but the negatives are rolled forward, Jay. I don't know what's going on with that, but that's just, the negatives roll, but the pluses don't. And I learned this, this is, oh, this is gonna help some guys here today. Every night at midnight, the rules change. You don't know. And usually she doesn't know, but the rules change and what was good yesterday might not be good. Anyway, I'm just helping someone here today. Just a little bit of therapy for me. Okay, so when it comes to getting, is that all right, babe? I don't know. Anyway, so when it comes to getting an agreement, when it comes to getting an agreement, you're talking, you're praying, and eventually you're like, do you feel good about this? Now, normally in a relationship, one of you might be more inclined to embrace change and one might not. That's, but that's actually God's gift to you. 
to slow it down and to not make an emotional, impulsive decision that God's not on. So you get in agreement. Now, if you're not married, maybe it's a prayer partner. If you're at home, uh, that's, that would be your parents. If you're 18, under 18, you, I'm going to get in agreement with my parents before I make that major decision. This is, this is God's safety so that you're walking in agreement. Because when you do, uh, Dan and I once bought an investment property and we'd, we'd prayed about it. We'd both felt God tell us, uh, Gladstone, we made the decision in agreement invested and we had six months of pain with no rent and if I'd raced ahead with that she would have been really good but it just would have created tension because we made a major decision not being in agreement so being in agreement is a really key point because then you can stand together and go no we agreed on this and we're going to move forward with this together all right that's that's a s o a Uh, so what that means as a church when we make a decision like planting a church in melbourne a location in melbourne uh that's not just dan and i we we get together with the executive of our church the senior leaders and say this is what we're thinking this is what god's been saying here's those prophecies what are you feeling about this and we wait to get in agreement together then we get the board and we say this we're going to commit for a year for paying wages we're going to sell a whole lot of money into this do we feel like it's God and so together when our executive team or our elders and our board make it get together and say this is the Lord that's the power of agreements then we can stand on that and believe God together are we helping anyone here today okay that's a excuse me and the last one is p for peace 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 is the gift that God gives to us. Colossians 3.15, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. This is the gift of God. Like being a Christian is the best thing for making major decisions. Like you, you've got God marking your path in advance for you and helping, helping us with those decisions. And one of the ways is, is the Holy Spirit lives in you and the, the, that whole idea, let the peace rule, let Jesus rule in your heart, it's like let him be the umpire. So if you're, you're made a decision and sometimes, sometimes the other three are there and you're like, okay, but it's just not, I just feel no peace. I, I just, I, it's not sitting down on the inside of me. Sometimes that's because the decision's right, but the timing's wrong. Because it's not just time yet to make that decision. So, so I, I'm waiting on God for that. And if for Dan and I, major decision, if one of, if one of us doesn't have peace, we're, we're going to lock down until we have peace. Because that, that peace is the, it's the rule. It's the umpire. I talked to someone recently, not from this church. They're a brilliant decision maker. They, they make decisions and they don't second guess them. And when they make those decisions, they move forward. But they, they'd made a decision to sell their house and to relocate to another city. And, and we were just talking about it and, and part of the conversation. And then at the end, what they'd done, they were fighting to do it. And then it was about three weeks later, they just said to me, you know what, um, really just felt like it's not the right time and we shouldn't sell our house and the the guy said to me that night was the first night I slept properly in three weeks why because he was trying he was he was getting ahead of God the right decision out of the wrong time but not only peace let peace be the rule and some some of you maybe tonight you'll you've been trying to push ahead of God or dragging your butt behind God because God's been saying, do this, do this, do this. And you're like dug in and you've got no peace on it. 
And, when, and, and, and sometimes we're like, well, speak to me about some other things. And he's like, no, I've already spoke to you about that thing. Get that one right. Take that step. And then I'll speak to you about the next things. And, and it's like, oh, why, why am I out of whack? Why am I not feeling right? Well, that's because the Bible says that we walk with the Holy Spirit. Not in front of Him. Not behind Him. We walk with the Holy Spirit. Those, those things, are, uh, they've helped me so much over the years. This, these, these four things I've been talking about for many years, but I want to help us today. You might, might refer to them in the future, and I'll just go over it again. When you're making a major decision in your life, make sure God speaks to you about it outside of yourself. Make sure that you get someone who's, who's an overseer, a mature Christian who's, who's got no skin in the game, to give you their insight on that particular decision. Uh, make sure you get in agreement with someone, your spouse, so that you can, or, or someone who's the right person so that you can move forward or the right team. And then make sure that there's a peace on the inside. Now, you can be a little nervous because you're stepping out of the boat. And that's natural, but that's not a lack of peace. The peace, you can have this edginess because, oh, this is big. I'm, I'm moving to Melbourne. Oh, and you're like, but inside there's a peace because you know it's right. Even though there's a hot other questions all around the outside of it, at its core, there's this peace, and that's what Dan and I had. And when we approached uh, Danny, uh, when we approached Dan and Ebony uh, about this, we didn't say God said that you're going. We said we feel like we're doing these things for Melbourne, and we feel like you're the right guys, but you've got to go away and do your own soap. You've got to get your own scripture. You've got to, well, you've got the oversight tick. That was okay. You, but you've got to, um, you know, get in agreement together. And you've got to have a peace about it. And we're not going to send you unless you have those things. And so they went away and God spoke to them all these different scriptures. Out, Pastor Phil and Chris have said, yep, we see them moving. So there's a, a whole range of different things that line up. The markers are good. So the ship is setting sail. And we're believing God for awesome days ahead. Can we close our eyes together right now? If you're making a major decision in your life right now, why don't you just raise your hand? I'm going to pray for you. All right. Lots of people. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we love you. I'm asking for the clarity of God to come the peace of God to come, that you'd speak, Holy Spirit, that your wisdom would come. People would have dreams. Lord, you order our steps. You delight in the details of our life. So help us as we make these major decisions. Every person thinking about this major decision, I'm praying as they submit it to you, that you'll bring clarity, order their steps. In Jesus' name, amen.